This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Our topic is increasing our trust in God in these trying times. Boy, these are really trying times for not just Jews in Israel, but Jews all over the world. Anti-Semitism is raising its ugly head again, rearing its ugly head. Here in Israel, we have these security issues, financial issues, all kinds of issues. And we have to, what are we going to do? What are we going to do as Jews? What do we do in, in times of trouble? And the answer is we only have one address. We try whatever we need to do. We have to do our which is we have to try our best in all different areas. A lot of things are out of our controls personally. They're in the hands of the, the government, uh, the uh, IDF, and etc., etc. So what can we do personally? And the answer is we have to increase our emunah. We have to increase our bitachon, trust in God. That's what we have to do. These are trying times for Jews around the world. And what is our reply? We have to increase our, our ability to connect to Hashem, to believe in Hashem, to trust in Hashem. And that's one of the predictions of the Messianic era. The Messianic era is, we have no one else to turn to. We have no one else to rely on. Ella al avinu only on our Father in heaven. The only one we can rely on, the only one we can trust in, the only one we can uh, put our faith in is our Father in heaven. That is a sign of the Mashiach, the Messianic times, is when every Jew in the world realizes we have no one else to rely on except for our Father in heaven. That is bitachon, trust in God. We have to increase our, expand our trust in God. So when we learn trust in God, number one is it's the mitzvah. The first mitzvah on the ten sayings given on the ten commandments, and the Shtelu Chotabrit and the two tablets of stone. The first mitzvah is I am the Lord your God. who took you out of the land of Egypt. Let's believe in me. There's no one else, and I'm the one who is capable of salvation. I I, I took you out of Egypt. I saved you in those days. And I have the power to save you again. Whenever I want, I can save you. So we have to believe. We believe in one God. We believe in this God who took us out of Egypt, the God who created the world. But we also believe that he has the power. Just like he took us out of Egypt, he can do whatever he wants. He has the power in this world to do whatever he wants. And that is where we learn our faith in God, our trust in God, all from this one pasuk, one pasuk. But there's many other pasukim. There's many other verses around Tanakh. And one of the verses is in Mishlei, chapter 22, Mishlei, in parables, book of parables, King Solomon, chapter 22, verse 19, says, Hashem should be your trust. Hashem should be the one you trust in. And the Vilna Gaon, Gaon Vilna, the Grah, famous Grah, says, The main principle of the Torah. The main principle of the Torah is, Complete trust in God. Complete trust in God. This is a general rule underlying all the mitzvot. The general rule underlying all the mitzvot is the mitzvah to trust in God. So it's very, very important. This mitzvah of trusting God underlines the whole Torah. is the main principle, one of the main principles of the Torah. And we know there's a very famous Gemara in um, uh, Makot. At the end of Makot, the Gemara tries to condense the Torah into different ways. And it condensed into 13 major points, then 
12, 10, 11, 10, 9, 8, 5, 7, 6, 2, 1. It's a one major point. What is the major point? What is the major principle underlying the Torah? This is amazing how the, the Talmud condenses the Torah into one major principle. This is in Makot, Talmud Makot, Kaf Dalet Amud Aleph, 24a, and Bach Habakuk. Now, this great man, this great prophet, Habakuk. Habakuk is one of the, the book of Treasar, which are the 12 small prophecies. There's a whole book of Tanakh called Treasar, which uh, include 12 prophets. One of them is Habakkuk, three chapters, Habakkuk. His main theme is why do righteous suffer, why do wicked prosper, and who is Habakkuk? Habakkuk, the Zohar says, comes from the word Hoveket, which means to hug, to hug. Why? Because his mother, who was the Shunnamit in the story of Elisha, if you read the book of, of Kings, You'll see there's a prophet called Elisha, the student of Eliyahu Navi. Everyone knows Elijah the prophet Eliyahu Navi. Well, he had a lesser known disciple called Elisha. And Elisha was a great prophet in his own right, who did more miracles than Eliyahu Navi. And one of the miracles he did was Hashem says, There's a famine, Elisha, go and stay with the Shunamit. And the Shunamit was this woman, a married woman, and she saw this man, he was a holy man. And she tells the husband, let's build an attic for him. We'll build a home for him. He can stay whenever he's around in this area. He wants to stay in one little room. He can have his own attic, have his own little apartment. And they built an apartment for him. And Elisha says, what do you need? What can I give you? What can I get for you? What can I do for you? Can I speak to the government for you? Speak to the king, the general? Who, what can I do for you? Elisha had uh, a lot of influence in the, in the government at that time. And she says, no, you're ma my master, I don't need anything. And then Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, says her husband is old and she doesn't have any children. And Elisha says, next year, you are going to be choveket ben. You're going to be hugging a son. You're going to be hugging a child. And that's where the name Habakkuk, Habakkuk came from that, choveket, Habakkuk. The great prophet was born from this Shunamit, this woman who couldn't have a child. And this Habakkuk says, what is the major principle of the Torah? And this is what the Gemara brings down, the last major principle of the Torah. The Torah rests on this one major principle, and that is Tzadik Be'umunata Be'umunato Yechyeh. Tzadik Be'umunato Yechyeh. A righteous person lives by their faith. A righteous person lives by their faith. What does that mean? That means that this is the bottom line of the Torah. How should we live? How should a righteous person live? And the answer is with faith in God. If you're not living with faith, and that's the, the, the highest level a human being can get, is to live with faith in God. Everything happens is for the best. Everything. says, whatever God does is for the best. And Nachomish uh, Gamzu, his rabbi, says, even this is for the best. So let's talk about these things. And that's a very, very important principle that the idea of trust in God, not just faith in God, not just we know that God exists, but the fact is that God can help each one of us personally. We believe, as Jews, we believe in Hashgachab. We believe in providence, general providence. Hashem runs the world, but also minute providence. Hashem is Hashem cares by each one of us. Not just Hashem cares by each one of us, 
Hashem loves each one of us. This is not talked about enough in Judaism. We have to talk about it. Hashem loves every single person in this world. Hashem loves all of us. Why does Hashem love us? Just like we love our children. We have this instinct to love our children. We give our children unconditionally. We keep on giving our children. So too Hashem loves us. We have to talk about it and spread the word. Hashem loves us. Hashem cares about us. Hashem is worried about us. Hashem looks after us. And this is a very, very important idea. Tzaddik Bemunato Who said this? Habakuk. Habakuk was the prophet born from this woman who couldn't have children. Her husband was old. And Elisha, the prophet, blessed her and her husband. And she was Hoveket Ben. And that's where his name Habakuk came from. That she was cuddling this little baby in her arms. And the word Habakkuk comes from this idea of cuddling the baby, which is she had faith in God. The, the prophet blessed her and she believed that the prophecy will come true. And sure it did. It sure did come true. In fact, our Torah is full of these, these ideas of, of women who are childless. Our, our mother, Sarah, Sarah, childless, barren, she can have children. And praying and praying and praying, finally she had a child. And Rivka, the, the wife of Isaac, Isaac, and she also praying, 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 10 years of praying, and she has a child. She has twins. And Leah, same thing. All our mothers had problems. All the mothers, except for Rachel, she had other problems. She also had a problem, childhoodness. And she also was praying, 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 and finally she had a baby. So we have this idea in Judaism is the power of prayer, the fact that Hashem loves each one of us, cares about each one of us, is waiting to hear from each one of us. Every time we have trouble in our lives, Hashem says, he's knocking on our door. Pray to me. Contact me. I'll help you. You know who to contact. Just contact me. I'll help you. You know, there are, there are people who help people all the time. I had a, a cousin of mine in, in London. He was a social worker. If you needed a job, you'd go to him. You had problems at home, you'd go to him. He would help everyone. But we have to know, our help is directly from Hashem. Our help should come directly from Hashem. And obviously Hashem has many messengers, many shluchim, many, it says, Hashem has many messengers, yes. But if you believe that everything comes from Hashem, Hashem will send us those messages. And those messages, Hashem has many messages. Find the story of Eliyahu Navi, Elijah the prophet. He ran away from the evil king Ahab and the wicked queen Jezebel. And he runs into the desert in the Negev. And he had no food to eat. And it says Hashem sent him ravens. He sent him ravens with black kosher food from the table of the king of Judah. Can you imagine? Hashem has many messages. He wants to send food to someone. He'll find a way to send food to someone. He wants to send a job to someone. He'll send a job to someone. It's many messages. And Hashem can close doors. And we have to remember Hashem can open doors. And this today is a big opportunity to us to increase our faith in God. All these trials for the Jewish people around the world, in Israel, outside Israel, anti-Semitism. It's an opportunity for us. God is knocking on our door, telling us, listen, reach out to me. You need help. Reach out to me. I'm the one who can help you. That's, that's the key. The key is to realize who can help us. And the answer is only Hashem can help us. No one else can help us. No one else can change the minds of people to love us as opposed to hate us, to end this war, just keeps on going on needlessly because our hands are tied by other governments. So we need Hashem's help. We have to realize, and our leaders also have to realize. Um, and the Torah tells us right at the end, 
לא בכוחי ולא בעוצר ידי, it's not when you are, לא בחייל ולא בכועקים ברוך יהיה שאמר השם, no with strength, no with might, only with my word says השם, everything happens through השם's words, we have to pray to השם, we have to reach out to השם, we have to increase our אמונה, our faith in God, our trust in God, and we have to increase that and reach out to השם in our troubles, and השם will hear our cries, and this is brought down in many places in the Torah, in Tanakh, And one of the places is a righteous man lives by his faith. And mitzvot, we know that uh, one, one of the main mitzvot is this idea of emunah, this idea of bitachon. And it really is the major principle of Judaism. A Jew cannot exist in this world without this idea of trusting God. We'll just give up hope, especially in bad times. A Jew will give up hope and say, I'm not gonna, I can't live in this world. This world is, is terrible. It's a horrible world. Everything's Holocaust. Everything, they all hate us. Anti-Semitism. The only thing that keeps us alive is this trust in God. Trust in God. Faith in God. Kept us alive for thousands of years. And it will keep us alive till the Mashiach will come to the Gula Shlema. We believe in Gula Shlema. We believe in complete redemption. Redemption will happen as soon as possible. Rabbi Yonah says, Rabbi Yonah of Gorona, in the book Shari, Teshuvah, the famous book Shari, Teshuvah, Gates of Repentance, he, he teaches us It's a very general mitzvah. And the mitzvah is also mentioned in the book of Devarim in Deuteronomy. Ki you say in your heart, Rabim ha'goyim ha'elem many. There's many, many multitudes of these nations around us. Echa u'chalecholisham. This is talked about the Jews when they're going into Israel. There were how many kings? I can't remember. There's 40 kings in Israel at that time. And the Jews say, how can I get? There's 40 kings over there. 40 armies to fight against us. How can I take them? How can I inherit them? And the Torah says, don't worry, he says, I am with you. Hashem says, I am with you. That's a mitzvah in the Torah to believe in Hashem. Don't be scared. And the same thing the Torah tells us also in, in Devarim, chapter 20, verse 1. You go for a war against your enemies. You'll see their, their horses, their battle horses, and their chariots. Massive army, more than yours. Don't be scared of them. Trust in me, Hashem says. You trust in me, and you cannot lose. If we trust in Hashem, if Hashem is on our side, we have to make Hashem on our side. If Hashem is on our side, we cannot lose. We're only guaranteed victory. We're guaranteed victory. So we have to really reach out to Hashem. We need Hashem more than ever now. Let us reach out to Hashem. Let's build up our trust in Hashem. Let's build up our faith in Hashem. So if a person reaches out to Hashem and fears Hashem and, and He believes there's, there's troubles in the world. Hashem can save us. Yeshua Hashem kecheref ayin. The Savior of Hashem is in the blink of an eye. Hashem wants to save. He can save us in the blink of an eye. As it says, and we say this in the Psalms 85 verse, verse 10. Hashem saves those who fear him. We're very close to saving them. Also tells us it's the secret that if you trust in Hashem, it's a guaranteed savior. The Ramban Nachmanides brings another source. He brings a source from the spies, and uh, this is what uh, Joshua and Caleb, the two great men who eventually led Israel into uh, led the Israel, the people of Israel into Israel, they said to the other spies, the ten evil spies. Do not rebel against God. Your lack of emunah, your lack of trust in God is rebelling against God. Don't rebel against God. 
Okay, so it's very important not to rebel against God by denying the ability of God to lead us into Israel. They're denying the ability of God to overpower these mighty nations. A person is rebelling against God. So very important. The Ramban says this is a source. We have to have bitachon in Hashem. Because by not having bitachon, by not trusting in God, we are rebelling automatically against God. So we, Hashem, we have belief in Hashem. And we can see this. Listen, look at the Six-Day War. Amazing victory. We had all these seven mighty nations around us and armies around us. 48 massive miracle. We really had no weapons, of, uh, practically no weapons of one in 48. And now we have all the weapons. And the irony is our hands are being tied. Our hands are being tied by others. We have to trust in Hashem. And that's the problem. We have to trust in Hashem, overcome all these, um, these different uh, barricades in front of us, all these different pitfalls in front of us. The Vulagam. In Mishlei, chapter 30, verse 5. He says, Trust in God and faith in God are two sides of the same mitzvah. He said, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. Here we have, you have to know there's a God, the Lord the God. I am the Lord your God, Hashem says. You have to know I am the God. There's no other God. And I took you out of Egypt and I can take you out from all your troubles. So just have, you know, every day we pray in our Amidah and the Shemona Hashem, Goel Israel, you're the one who redeems Israel, not just God Israel before the Amidah. We say, Hashem saved us in the past. You're the one who redeems us right now. So it's very important. Today, especially, pay attention to Amidah. This brach of Goel Israel, please have kavanah, please have intentions and say, Hashem, you saved us in the past. You have to redeem us now. Please, Hashem, Goel Israel. We have, you're the Redeemer of Israel. And Baruch Atta Hashem, Goel Israel, you are blessed in you, Hashem, who's going to redeem us now from all our troubles, from all the anti-Semitism, from all the hatred, from all this uh, problems in Gaza and uh, Hezbollah and Iran, big problems. We, we have to trust in Hashem. We have to increase our Muna and we have to believe. And that's a very important idea. And this is what Hashem complained to Moshe. How long will these people disbelieve how long will they not believe in me? And all see what all the signs and miracles I did for them. And this is in Bamidbar Yudalad in chapter 14, verse 11. So very important again, this idea that we a person doesn't trust in God, it's like they're rebelling against God. We have to trust. And now's the time to trust more than ever. And we have to know that we we, we always read about this all the time about. The Egyptians, they troubled us, they persecuted. You have to know that sometimes you need a lot of faith. You need a lot of trust because there's troubles and there's troubles and there's troubles. And they don't seem to go away. And we see this in Egypt, right? The Jews were in Egypt 210 years, out of which maybe 180 were persecution. They had terrible persecutions. And they never lost their total faith in God. They never lost it. They never lost it despite being idol worshippers. They cried out to Hashem. When, when times became tough and the burning bush you hear, Hashem says, I heard their cries. It took a long time for Hashem to hear their cries. But eventually, they obviously were crying more than ever from their terrible despair. Hashem heard their cries. We, have, we believe this is, we have, this is one of our beliefs. We believe that if you pray enough, you pray hard enough, and you have faith in Hashem, you trust in Hashem, Hashem will hear your cries. That is a very important part of the optimism of Judaism. We believe things are going to get better. We believe Mashiach's going to come. We believe Hashem is the one who's in charge. 
And if Hashem wants, he can take us out of troubles in a second, a split second. And, and we've seen this. Sometimes we've seen it more than other times. Israel Hashem, we will also see this now. Hashem will redeem us and fulfill the mission of the whole Galut, which is the whole purpose of Galut, is Geula. From Galut to Geula, Hashem will bring us all back. You know, one of the good things that's happening is that more people are making Aliyah. It's interesting. All the anti-Semitism in France, in, in England, in America, in, in Canada, a lot of people are coming back to Israel. So maybe that's the, that's the, least, that's the, the lesson we have to learn. Come back to Israel. Come back to Hashem. Show emunah. If we show emunah in Hashem, Hashem says, I'll save you. You reach out to me, I'll reach out to you. It's all midah, kenegin midah. The way we behave, that's the way Hashem uh, behaves with us. If we show trust in Hashem, if we show faith in Hashem, Hashem says, you show faith in me, I will not let you down. And that's a very important idea, this idea of trust in Hashem. Faith in Hashem, you show trust and faith. Hashem says, I will never let you down. Very important. So there's two sides of the same coin, trust and faith. So now there's two kinds of trust. Let's talk about this. There's two kinds of trust in Hashem. One kind of trust is before something happens. person says, you know, I trust in Hashem. I put my trust in Hashem. I put my faith in Hashem before something happens. And I hope that Hashem will only do good for me. That's trust in Hashem. Hashem, you always do good for me. I've got to say the same thing. You did Hashem has never let me down in my life. Hashem has never let me down in my life, and Hashem will never let me down. Because we always say, Hashem has never let me down in my life. Always look at the good, the positive things. Yeah, a person lost their job and they found a better job. Person, Hashem closes the door and Hashem opens another door. We have to always look at the bright things and always say to ourselves, Hashem, Hashem never let us down in our lives. And Hashem will never let us down. We have to have faith. And that faith causes things to happen. The faith in God will cause good things to happen, the faith itself. Like uh, Rosh Hashanah, what makes a person have a good judgment? And the answer is a person has faith in the mercy of God. That faith in the mercy of God will create mercy. If we have faith that Hashem could save us, Hashem says, I will save you. If you have faith that I can save you, I will save you. So it's very important to have that faith in God. So before the thing happens, the person has to have trust. Hashem, only good things will happen. And number two is even after things happen, which is our case right now, that Hashem will bring goodness out of the bad, that bad things will turn into good things. And that's the famous story of Nachum Ish Gamzu, Gamzu Latova. Everything is Gamzu Latova. Everything is for the best. Everything is good. Everything is. The story is the Jews wanted to give a present to the Caesar in Rome. And they said, Who's the most trustworthy person to send this gift to the Caesar in Rome? Obviously, Nachum is Gamzu. Nachum from Gamzu, a place called Gamzu. And Nachum was sent with this, this treasure chest of jewels for the emperor of Rome. And what happens is he sleeps in the inn on the way to Rome in, in Italy. And uh, the innkeeper is very dishonest. He finds out there's jewels in this box. One night, he takes the box out of Nachum's room takes out all the jewels and fills the box with earth from his backyard. And the Gemara says he filled the earth from his backyard. Nachum Ishkamzu wakes up and he opens the chest and he sees earth. Now, if it was you and me, we'd say, oh no, I've been robbed. I'm going to tell the police. I'm going to try and get the money back. Nachum Ishkamzu just says, Gamzu letova. Even this is for the best. This amazing story. I'm sure everyone knows this story. 
but it's good to repeat it, to understand how to have faith, how much faith this man had in God. I believe this is for the good. Hashem will make it good. Hashem will make this bad thing good. And he goes on his way with his treasure chest. He hires the driver with a cart. He puts the treasure chest on the cart. He takes it to Rome. To the emperor, I have a present to you from the Jews. The emperor opens the chest and he sees dirt in the chest. He says, ha, the Jews are making a mockery of me. Put this man in jail. And there's one of his courtiers in the palace at that time who says, it's impossible. Jews don't make mockeries of emperors. They're not so foolish. This man is not so foolish to come all the way and make a mockery out of you. It must be magic earth. I remember there's a story about Abraham, Avraham Avinu, who threw earth at his enemies and the earth turned to, to arrows. Maybe take this earth and use it in a war which are fighting against the Huns. The Germans at that time were fighting the Roman Emperor. And they took the earth and he told the army when the enemy attacks, throw this earth at the army. And sure enough, the earth worked. Somehow it worked. It was a miracle. And wow, the army came back victorious. And the emperor took Nachavish Gamzu out of jail and he gave him a whole box of treasures to take back to Israel. So Nachavish Gamzu gave him earth and he gave him back treasures. That's what, that is what faith can create. That is what Emunah, that is what Bittachon can create. Hashem can turn a box of earth into jewels. A person has faith in God. So Nachavish Gamzu could have lost his life. Instead of losing his life, he gets rewarded tremendously. They bring the Jewish people back. They were going to give the emperor a box of jewels, and he gets back a box of jewels to bring back to the Jewish people. Wow. But the story doesn't end there. What happens next is he goes back, and I don't know, foolishly or whatever, he just believes in Hashem. He stays in the same inn. Now, the innkeeper and his wife were amazed. What happened? What happened to you, Nachmish Gamsi? He said, Hashem made a miracle. You know, when I left you, I found a box full of earth. And Hashem made a miracle, but that earth was miraculous earth. Hashem made that earth into miraculous earth, and the emperor tried it, and he beat all his enemies because of that earth. And the, the innkeeper was amazed. He told his wife, you know what? Instead of just putting a box full of earth, we're going to take a whole cart full of earth from our backyard, and we'll take it to the emperor, we'll tell him it's magic earth. He'll reward us. He'll fill up our whole cart with jewels. And they went back to the emperor with the earth, and the earth this time never worked. And the emperor put them both in jail. So, Gam Tova, Hashem saves us. That's one of the stories of faith in the Torah and the Talmud. The other story is the story about Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva was the student of Nachavish Gamzu. Now, Rabbi Kiva was amazing because he started learning Torah at the age of 40. He didn't even know Aleph Bet. And he couldn't even find a teacher to teach him Aleph Bet. So, when I said he went from one yeshiva to another yeshiva, the first question was, how old are you? And the second question is, how much do you know? And he said, I don't even know Alephet. And all the rabbis threw him out. You're too old. Go to Cheder, go and learn with the kids. You can't learn over with us. Until he found his rabbi, Nachomish Gamzu. He said, how old are you? 40? Gamzu Latova. How much do you know? He said, I don't even know how to read. Gamzu Latova. I'll teach you the letters. He starts learning the letters. And he asks Nachomish Gamzu, he says, why is the Aleph? shaped like this why is the bet shaped like this why is the order of the letters like this you know what no one ever asked me those questions you teach a kid alabet. a kid does not question the shape of the letters and because of this rabbi kiva wrote a book 
It's called Otiyot, the Rabbi Akiva, the letters of Rabbi Akiva, how he explains each letter, why it's shaped like it's shaped, and the order of the letters in the Aleph Bet, which is amazing. And Otsko produced this book called the Aleph Bet, and you can get it, stores, you can understand every letter, what it symbolizes, what it stands for, because Rabbi Akiva started at the age of 40, he started asking questions that no one ever asked before, like, why is there so many ets in the Torah? Every et is really superfluous. Et, kaved, et abicha ve'et imecha. I should just say, kaved abicha ve'imecha. It's kaved, et abicha ve'et imecha. No one else asked that as well. And he explained every et in the Torah. So right, he was at the age of 40, but he asked questions that no one really asked before because they were so used to learning at the age of five, six. You don't ask questions like that when you're five and six. So it comes to the Tuba. Anyway, Rabbi Kiva himself. Story is, he goes to a town and it's time of Roman persecution. The Romans are trying to, to uh, destroy all the big towns in Israel. And they want to capture all the towns in Israel. And he's traveling with his donkey, with his means for transportation, his donkey, and his uh, rooster, that was his alarm clock, and his torch, his flashlight, his torch of fire. And he's traveling and he comes to this town, but it's already after dark. He knocks on the doors, they lock the doors of the town, his walled city. And he knocked on the doors, who's there? Rabbi Akiva, open up, please, I need a place to stay. Sorry, you have rules from the uh, leadership of the town. No one's allowed into the town after dark. We don't know who you are. You can say, oh, yeah, but we don't know who you are. We don't know for sure who you are. And Rabbi Akiva says, Whatever God does is for the best. And I have to go and sleep in the forest. He went to the forest and he has his flashlight and he has his rooster and he has his donkey. Well, the flashlight didn't last long. The wind came and blew out his light. He said, whatever God does is for the best. A uh, fox came and ate up his rooster. Whatever God does is for the best. No alarm clock. And finally, a lion or whatever, a wild animal ate up his, his, uh, his donkey, and he says, whatever God does is for the best. We have to really this, we have to really think about this all the time. Whatever God does for the best, or or whatever, whatever happens is the best. This is already, the bad is also good. We have to look at the good. There's good in the bad also. We have to try and find the good in everything that happens. So what happens to Rabbi Kiva? He wakes up in the morning with us, a light, the natural light woke him up and he gets up and he says, now I've got to go to the town. I really need some supplies. He goes to the town and he finds that night the Romans had come and destroyed the town. Imagine. He said, listen, he said, if the Romans would have seen my light, my, my lantern, they would have come and caught me. The Romans would have heard my donkey braying, they would have caught me. If the Romans would have heard my, my rooster crowing, they would have caught me. You know, sometimes Hashem saves us in the worst possible ways, but we've been saved. That's what Rabbi Kiva says. Rabbi Kiva says all these things happen for a reason. Everything in our lives, we have to know if we believe in God's providence, divine providence, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens in history for a reason. We have to know. We don't know. We can't see it sometimes. But here we see something's happening around us in Israel. Around the world, anti-Semitism is something happening. We have to know what's the reason. Maybe it's the reason is Hashem wants every Jews to move, all of Jews to move to Israel. Israel will be stronger and the Jews will be safe from anti-Semitism. But Hashem, we need help. 
We need Hashem's help more than ever today. So Bezrat Hashem, we have to increase emunah and bitachon. So very important. All the troubles we, we suffered in the past were followed, not immediately, but by sometimes by blessings. All the troubles we, we had in the past were sometimes followed by blessings. We have to remember that. And because, just because we're down doesn't mean we're out. Every time we're down, somehow we climb back up. You know, Jewish history is like the moon. That's why Jews are compared to the moon. We follow the lunar cycle. The moon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But it doesn't go away completely. It's always there. There's always a little sliver of the moon. And Jews are like the moon. We get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we get smaller and smaller and smaller. But we survive somehow. And we will regrow, as Radashim, we will regrow stronger. That's the point. The point is, we have to have a Munah Bitachon. We will overcome. Not only will we overcome, we'll be even stronger than before. We have to. This is something which we had to do many years ago, which we didn't do. We failed many years ago. Every time there's rockets, we just ignore them. We have the Iron Dome. And it was a big mess. It was a big mess. We just let it erupt. And now's the time to sort it out. But we have to have faith in God. To sort it out despite whatever the nations say, we have to just do it and get it over with as soon as possible because the longer it takes, the more anti Semitism, the more troubles we'll have. So it's very important. We have to really get moving. We're delaying and delaying and delaying, and our hands are tied, but we have to do it. Something, something you have to do, and regardless. So it's very, very important to have a Muna. We see this also in the story of Yosef HaSadik. Yosef the righteous. Why? The brothers throw him in the pit. They sell him as a slave. And many years later, he saves their lives. He sells them food that otherwise they would starve in the famine in Canaan. And he tells them, Atem chashaftem You thought you're going to do bad to me? Elohim God thought good about it. So you were trying to do bad. Hashem was planning good. You threw me in the pit. You sold me as a slave. Little did you think that I'm going to become the viceroy of Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world, and I'm going to save, basically, I'm going to save humanity. He provided food for a lot of the Middle East. He provided food for the majority of men at that time. He saved the world, basically. So who would have thought when they sold him into Egypt that he's going to become the viceroy and he's going to save them? So that's exactly what we have to think. We have to think times are bad, but you don't, we don't know what Hashem has in plan. We don't know what Hashem is leading to. We don't know. We can only see a clip of the movie, but we don't see the whole the whole movie. Eventually, we're going to see Yola. We're going to see redemption. And the Talmud says, redemption comes slowly. Redemption comes like the dawn. If you ever seen dawn coming, it's, it's lighter and lighter and lighter. And the darkest part of the night is just before dawn. We have to remember that. Darkest part of the night, that was Holocaust. The darkest part of the night was just before the dawn, but dawn takes a long time. It takes a long 72 minutes between dawn and sunrise. 72 minutes, then you have a sunrise, and the sun rises slowly again. So it's, it takes a process. Skula is a process. It's taking many years, a process. We still have time. But we will see, we'll see Gula Shlemak. Even Gula coming out of this, even out of the bad, as uh, Samson's parable is riddled to the Philistines, well, sweetness comes out of the strong. What does that mean? Sweetness comes out of the strong. And the dead carcass of the lion, the bees made their hive, and honey came out of there. So sweetness comes out of the strong. From bad things comes good things. Even from the bad will come good. Even the bad itself will be good. And even the 
if you don't believe that that much, at least yeah, Rabbi Akiva, whatever God does will be for the best. Whatever God does will lead to good. Things will turn better. Things will be for the good as soon as possible. So the brothers thought bad, and, and Yosef tells them, you thought bad, Hashem thought good. And that's what Yushalmi says in Brachot, that the redemption of, of Israel will come, kima kima, slowly, slowly, in small pieces. We're seeing that today. We have to remember also that Mishnah Prikeavot, in chapter 2, Mishnah says, Neeman hu melachtecha, the, the owner of all this work, it was Hashem, the owner of the world. He is trustworthy. He eventually repays back those that do his job. Just like a good uh, boss, a good uh, employer will pay back the way, will pay wages to the employees. Hashem is our employer. Hashem will pay. He's believed. He's trustworthy. He pays back everyone. Everyone will get their dues. And one of the most important things we have, which a person can do in their mind, one of the six bits for you do 24-7, is to know there's a God, to know there's one God. And to trust in God, trust in God's amidst for 24 7. Anytime a person says, you know, these things are happening, I put my faith in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. And that's a very important part of it, to trust in Hashem. I trust there will be a Gula. I trust Mashiach will come. It's one of the 30 principles of faith. Mashiach will come even though, even though he will delay. All this, I'm going to still wait for him. I believe Mashiach is coming. We all believe Mashiach. Mashiach is coming. Every Jew should believe Mashiach is coming. Gulesh is coming. We trust Hashem. And if you throw your burdens on Hashem, Hashem will come through. So that's a very, very important idea. Throw our burdens on Hashem. And Hashem will come through. And there's a Hasidic story. There's a beautiful story the Baal Shem Tov and his students. The Baal Shem Tov one day wanted to show his students what true bitachon, true trust is. So this is a story of the Baal Shem Tov. He takes his Hasidim with him on his magic chariot, whatever it was. And he goes to a certain innkeeper. And he goes to this inn. And the innkeeper is in the inn. And the innkeeper is very happy. And he's very calm. And uh, they, they wake up in the morning. And they go to pray. And they see this big strapping policeman comes. And with a big cudgel in his hand. And comes into the innkeeper's inn. And he bangs on the table three times. And they wonder what's going on. But they see the innkeeper's happy. And he doesn't say anything. He's not affected. And the policeman goes away and he comes back a few hours later after they finish praying, bangs on the table three times and the innkeeper doesn't say anything, seems to be happy. And they ask the innkeeper, what's happening, innkeeper? Why is this policeman coming and banging his cudgel on the table? And the innkeeper says, you know, I'm here on rent and today my rent is due. And the porrits, the, the, the landowner, wants his rent. That's what he does. Every time he wants the rent, he sends the policeman, tell me the time's up, you got to pay. And the policeman comes and knocks on the table three times, and the policeman comes three times in a day. And by the third time, if you don't go to pay your rent, that's it, either jail for you, for your family, everyone. And so the Vashanto says, well, you look very, very calm. You must have all the money to pay the rent. And the innkeeper says, I don't have a dime to pay the rent, but I trust in God. And you know what? He looks very happy. He looks very. Uh, he looks like he doesn't have a care in the world. And a couple of hours later, the, the policeman comes back, big cudgel on the on the on the table, bang, 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 and the innkeeper starts dressing up in his best clothes and his Shabbat clothes. And the bar says, "Where, where are you going?" He says, "I'm going to speak to the landowner. I gotta pay the rent." 
And the Baal says, what are you going to pay the rent with? He says, I don't know. But I know Hashem will not let me down. So he goes and he walks. And they're looking from the window, this first floor window, and seeing where is this man going? How is he going to pay his rent? Okay, he's walking towards the landowner. And they see all of a sudden a cart coming in the opposite direction. And they see the person on the cart speaking to the innkeeper. And the innkeeper, they see the innkeeper shaking his head. And the owner of the cart goes his way, and the innkeeper's walking back to the landowner. And finally, the, the guy in the cart turns around, goes back to the innkeeper, and he says, and they see him talking to the innkeeper again, and this time they see him passing him a bag of money. And they're wondering what's going on. So the guy, the, the cart owner, comes towards them, and they stop him, and they say, tell me, what did you, did you and the innkeeper talk about? And the guy told him, he said, listen, I know this innkeeper is very, very good at making whiskey, vodka. And I ordered from him his next year's supply. And I paid him a down payment. He said he needed a certain amount of money. And I wanted to argue with him. And I, I said, no, no way I'm going to pay that much money. He said, I need that money for rent. And there's no deal unless you give me a down payment with that money. And... I relented, I, I went away from him and eventually I relented and I went back and I gave him the amount of money that he, he wanted so he could pay his rent. So the Barashat of Tostas 3 says, you see how much trust a person must have in God and see how God rewards a person who trusts in him. We, we have to learn this lesson. We all need to increase our faith and our trust in God and don't worry, Hashem will never let us down. We have trust in God Hashem will never let you down. Hashem will never let us down. Hashem will never let Amisra down. We're like the moon. We may get smaller and smaller, but we get bigger and bigger. Israel Hashem will come out of this even stronger than before. That's the Baal, beautiful story, the Baal Shemto story. And there's many more stories like that. Let's move on a little bit. Okay. All right. So trust in God. Even when there's nothing that in natural way, could save a person. A person should trust in God. You never know uh, what's going to happen. A person should always trust in God, even if there's no other way a person is going to survive. There's many cases we know of of people who survived in the most strange circumstances. That you know, we have a guy in our show called Leo Horowitz who wrote a book about his father. His father escaped the Holocaust. Uh, read that book. You got to read the book. Uh, Leo, that book is amazing. How his father. Hidden all haystacks. He's hidden haystacks, hidden barns, hidden in, 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 in terrible places. But somehow he survived. Baruch Hashem, somehow he survived. And we can also survive. And we will survive. Just have faith. We need to have faith in our God. Bezrat Hashem, we'll have faith in God. We we'll increase our faith in God. And that way we will survive. And Hashem will help us. And we talked about Nachumich Gamzu. We talked about Rabbi Kiva. And we have to believe there's one famous line. There's a famous, famous line. I heard this story. I can't remember who it was. Another rabbi escaped the Holocaust. And he, he escaped because his father and his teacher told him, if you think in your head, en od milvado, there is no other power in the world apart from Hashem. If you think in your head all the time that there's no other power in the world who could do bad to you, who could do evil to you, and only Hashem is in the world. The only power in the world is Hashem. Nothing will be able to touch you. It's a very important secret. If you really believe, there's no other power in the world 
except for God, nothing can touch you. Nothing can hurt you. And all nothing can hurt you. And there's a true story I heard. So what happened is this, this rabbi's son was had a fake identity papers to escape Germany. And he was on the train. And the Gestapo and the police were looking, examining everyone's papers. And every time they came closer, he started trembling. And then he remembered. So I got to think in my head, En Or Milvador. And he said, whenever he thought En Or Milvador, the policeman never bothered him. When he started trembling, that's when they bothered him. So I've got to be fearless. And when you think, Hashem is there, anyone can save me. And you know what? Just sitting over here with the air sirens going on and the missiles landing and hearing the booms. And thinking, in all Milvador, only Hashem can save me. Thank God for Iron Dome. Thank God for Hashem. Hashem saves us. Hashem gives us the tools. He gave us the tools to save us. He gave us things, mechanisms that can save us. Israel Hashem will come out of this even stronger. But I haven't finished. There's a few more things I want to talk about. And that is troubles and worries. Now, worries are our biggest enemies. It's interesting because if you look at the word for worry in Hebrew, da'agat. Dalet, Aleph, Gimel, Hey. It's basically the first letters of the alphabet. Aleph, Gimel, Dalet, Hey, Hey. Which letter is missing? And the answer is the Bet. Daga, worries, is missing a letter in Hebrew, is missing the Bet. What does the Bet stand for? Bet stands for Bitachon, trust. Because trust, person trusts in God, person has the Bet of Bitachon, the Daga goes away. The Da'aga, Dalet, Aleph, Gimel, Hey is not complete without the bed. So there's no worries. If you have Bitachon, a person should really increase their Bitachon. Bitachon is our shield. And that's what King David's life. If you read the book of Psalms, that's the best cure for worries. The best cure for worries. Whenever my father was worried, he just read the book of Psalms. And he opened his heart. And he, the way he read the book of Psalms, I could never read the book of Psalms. He read the book of Psalms with his heart and his emotion. And every time he was worried, he would read the book of David, HaMelech of Psalms. David Melech was persecuted from his youth and chased out and chased and hounded. He was hounded by, by his brothers, hounded by King Saul, hounded by the Philistines. He had a terrible life. And yet, he not just survived, he thrived. Why? Because he trusted in Hashem. Haboteach Hashem, he says, you trust in Hashem. Chesed You'll be surrounded with kindness. You'll be surrounded with chesed, with kindness. And that's something which we have to realize. A person should think only good thoughts. Uh, the Rebbe said, if you think good, it will be good. If you think good, if you think good thoughts, be based on trust in God. Always think the best possible thoughts. Instead of worrying about your children, think good things about your children. Instead of worrying, how will my child get married? Think good thoughts. Think about their wedding. Think about them having a child. Think about them. Always fill your mind with positive thoughts because thoughts of goodness create goodness. That's a very important idea. Why? Because thoughts of goodness are based on Bitachon, Hashem says, you thinking good thoughts based on your trust in me, I will fulfill your trust in me. I will give you that. I will realize your fantasies of trust. This is a very, very important idea. And this is something which we have to work on in our lives. And now today we have an opportunity. So there's Radishem. This Through these troubles, we will become stronger as Jews, as Jewish people, as People in Israel, Israel becomes stronger, there's Rabbi Shem, and I'll see you next week, there's Rabbi Shem. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.